0: Black Virginia News is sponsored by Virginia Nation Tees. Visit Virginia Nation teas at Etsy.com.
1: Please repeat after me. I, Don Scott. I, Don Scott, do solemnly swear. Do solemnly swear. That I will support the Constitution of the United States. That I will support the Constitution of the United States. And the Constitution of the Commonwealth of Virginia. And the Constitution of the Commonwealth of Virginia. And that I will faithfully and impartially discharge. And I will faithfully and impartially discharge all the duties incumbent upon me. All the duties incumbent upon me. As Speaker of the Virginia House of Delegates. As Speaker of the Virginia House of Delegates. According to the best of my ability. According to the best of my ability. So help me God. So help me God. Congratulations, Mr. Speaker. Thank you.
2: This is episode 28 of the Black Virginia News Podcast. This is Lauren Burke. I'm in Richmond for the opening of the Virginia General Assembly. And what a historic opening it is. Uh, this episode will be the first speech from the dais of the Virginia House of Delegates by the new speaker, the historic speaker. Don Scott. This is the podcast for Black Virginia News. You are listening
0: to the podcast for Black Virginia News, the first and only platform that covers all of Black Virginia.
2: One of the most memorable moments of his speech. The new speaker, Don Scott, spoke about his mother, Helen Scott, who witnessed the speech from the floor of the Virginia House of Delegates and his wife, who was in the gallery.
1: And she's tough, y'all. I got to honor her today. She was uh, orphaned as a child. She raised six children by herself. And to tell her, don't worry, God, God is my father and he will take care of us. So, I know I'm a little soft right now but I'm really tough. <laughs> <laughs> and uh I got that toughness from her. She used to make my brother and I, but my brother and I, she had to work, y'all. She had a couple of jobs. So we thought it was normal that kids got dropped off in front of the library before the library opened and then got picked up in the evening after the library had closed. But we knew one thing she knew we were going to be able to read and read well. And we do. Thank you, mom. I think the other strong woman in my life, my, my, my wife, Dr. Melanda Colson Scott. Um, y'all, she was a dentist teaching at the University of Pennsylvania when I met her. I was struggling Some of y'all know my story. I had really just come out of jail, real talk. And she looked at me and didn't see anything that the world sees. She looked at me and saw her aspiration, her husband, her friend, her confidant. Thank you. Thank you. When I was at my lowest, you looked at me and you saw me exactly where I'm standing right now. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs)
2: by the new speaker. Uh, The rest of this audio will be uh, Don Scott's speech, Speaker Scott's speech, in its entirety. Uh, There was a lot of history to be seen on the first day of the Virginia General Assembly. Uh, Incredible picture when the governor, Glenn Youngkin, delivered the state of the Commonwealth at 4 p.m. on January 10. Uh, Incredible because behind him was standing, the new speaker Don Scott and the President Pro Tempore of the Senate L. Louise Lucas and the current Lieutenant Governor of Virginia the first black woman governor of Virginia the first woman governor of Virginia Winsome Sears. But again this is the speech of Speaker Scott on January 10, 2024 in its entirety. Good afternoon Virginia. Thank you. Thank you all
1: for being here. Um My first immediate emotion is just gratitude, very grateful. I know this is God's favor. I know this is God's grace, which is undeserved favor. And I'm grateful. I want to thank my family, especially my wife, Melanda. Wife, stand up. Am I? Am I? She thinks she's my mini campaign manager. She thinks I haven't won an election without a Peyton. Stand up, (laughs) Peyton. My little 15 year old daughter. So y'all, you know, real, in real, real talk, without them I wouldn't be here. You all know it when you serve that we couldn't do any of this without our family, without them allowing us to be away. Countless hours, countless nights, people pulling you in different directions. Town meetings, council meetings, committee meetings. We know that, commissions. So we wanna thank our families. And first of all, let me congratulate all of the new delegates that are here, congratulations. I wanna say thank you to all of your families as well because I know they made huge sacrifices for for you to be here today and we don't ever wanna forget those sacrifices. I'm trying not to do anything, y'all keep cool here because my mother is here, Helen Scott, she's in a chair but she can't, raise your hand Helen Scott, just raise your hand. Y'all, 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 y'all don't understand. My mother's 88. Y'all don't understand. Um, I owe her. I'm going to make her sit in here for a little while because she used to make us go to Sunday school, her choir rehearsal, church, Baptist training union after church. What what you got to go to church after church for? and then back to church on Wednesdays and then some more choir rehearsal. And then she was like the singer, lead singer in the choir. She was the, the soloist, so I gotta listen up some more, some more singing. Then when I go home, she's singing some more. And she's tough, y'all. I gotta honor her today. She was uh, orphaned as a child. She raised six children by herself. I used to tell her, don't worry, God, God is my father, and he would take care of us. So, I know I'm a little soft right now, but I'm really tough. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I got that toughness from her. She used to make my brother and I, my brother and I. She had to work y'all she had a couple of jobs so we thought it was normal that kids got dropped off in front of the library before the library opened and then got picked up in the evening after the library had closed but we knew one thing she knew we were gonna be able to read and read well and we do thank you mom i think the other strong woman in my life my my, my wife Dr. Melanda Coles and Scott. Um, Y'all, she was a dentist teaching at the University of Pennsylvania when I met her. I was struggling. Some of y'all know my story. I would really just come out of jail, real talk. And she looked at me and didn't see anything that the world sees. She looked at me and saw her aspiration, her husband, her friend, her confidant. Thank you. Thank you. When I was at my lowest, you looked at me and you saw me exactly where I'm standing right now. Thank you. Thank you. I want to thank my friend and mentor and confidant, Chairman Torian for all of his support, and most importantly for nominating me (laughs) to be here. Thank you, Chairman Torian. (laughs) I'm about to tell a secret that I promised that I would keep, Um, but I'm about to tell it. Delegate Austin, Terry Austin, A couple of few years ago, I was going to Texas for aunt's funeral during COVID. I'm coming back from, uh, I'm going through the airport in Hobby Airport in Houston, and I see uh, Delegate Austin, and I yell out, Delegate Austin, Terry, and like he always does, he ignored me, (laughs) but thank God his wife was with him, and like most of our wives that protect us from ourselves, she said, Terry. Terry. And look back and says pointed at me. And so he came over and we spoke and we hugged and we talked. And from that point on, we've had, you know, a great friendship and relationship. And uh, I know folks don't believe that civility and cordiality can exist across the aisle. But I'm telling you, it can um, because we have a great relationship. And I want to thank him from the bottom of my heart for standing in for me today and, and taking my nomination. I appreciate it. Thank you. So I wanna just let y'all know everything that I learned in this house about fighting for what you believe in and being a leader, I learned from watching Delegate Todd Gilbert, the former speaker and now minority leader he is a tenacious fighter. Y'all are all going to cringe when he step up to speak. So just get ready. He used to make me do it, too. Y'all give it up for my friend Todd Gilbert. Oh. Uh, up, up until this point, he has made my transition very easy. I'm sure that will stop some today. <laughs> uh, I'm grateful and thankful to my colleagues for the trust that you have placed in me to lead this august body. The historic nature of my speakership is not lost on me. This will be the first time in the history of the Commonwealth of Virginia that we have had a speaker who was as intelligent as this (laughs) and as handsome as this. No, what y'all laughing at is true. (laughs) No, no, let me stop. But it's an honor and a privilege to be elected by my peers as the first black speaker of the House of Delegates, 405 years After the founding of the longest continuous democratic elected body in the Western Hemisphere. Also coincidentally 405 years after the first enslaved people arrived here. Not far from where we stand down the road in Hampton Roads. So I know I stand on the shoulders of those who came before me. And there's something about being the first to do something. I think about the folks that I look up to personally who never got this opportunity, who I still count as friends, who are brilliant. Forgive me, but they are legislators, former legislators, they're jurists. They're now colleagues and peers. And they served in this body, African-Americans. People like Kenny Alexander, former delegate, senator from Norfolk. Yvonne Miller, former delegate, fierce fighter, and senator from Norfolk. I think about former delegate Gerald Jones and, and my predecessor and mentor and friend from Portsmouth, now circuit court judge, delegate Ken Melvin. All of these guys were brilliant. All of these ladies were brilliant. Yet they never had the opportunity to stand where I stand now. <laughs> In fact, Judge Melvin told me He never even fathomed getting the opportunity to stand where I'm standing now. So I don't take this for granted. I've spoken to many of them over the little while. And one of the things that stood out to me was about all of them is the heart that they had, the integrity that they had, the care for the communities that they had. And I hope to be able to emulate that. So I know I stand on the shoulders of giants. I can't even imagine what it must have been like for Doug Wilder, first black governor of Virginia, 1989. Or Fergie Reed, the first black person elected to the General Assembly since Reconstruction. Or George Tioma, who was elected during the Reconstruction to the General Assembly, is a black man from Portsmouth. And he was a Republican. And every time I look around this room I do see this. I see the ghost of those people who worked here, those black folks who were enslaved here, whose dignity and humanity was discounted right here in this room. I see those people. And I know we, not just I, we carry their hopes and dreams and their posterity. I carry it in my heart. I think about all of the people who never got their rights heard by people sitting in this chamber. Thank God the Commonwealth has turned the page. Thank God. I can imagine how proud they would be to see all the people who are now serving in this chamber looking back at me from different backgrounds, different faith traditions, different races and ethnicities, and so many other things that, and differences that make our commonwealth so very rich. And talk about diversity. I have a very unique story myself. Some of you know and some of you don't, but Google me, as the kids say. (laughs) 30 years ago, I did, I went to federal prison. I did an eight year sentence. Almost eight, seven years, eight months. Who's counting? And I'm I'm in awe of how awesome God is. It was 30 years ago. Now I'm standing here today, and I remember people, <clears throat> some who were in rooms like this, telling me my life was over. I would never be what I thought I would be. I would never be what I thought I could be. But y'all didn't know I had a secret weapon. I had that woman over there who would come and see me and talk to me and send me letters and send me books and tell me that I was who she thought I was and who God said that I was. And she would tell me, remind me that I was God's beloved with whom he was well pleased, regardless of current circumstance. And I had this praying grandmother and these praying aunts and these fake aunts who always thought they tell me what to do like they was my aunts, <laughs> and they would wrap their arms around me. I had these women who not only prayed for me and took care of me, and during the times that I was away, but when I came home, I had one aunt, Juice. She would pick me up at five a.m. to make sure I got to work on time every day. Commitment, five a.m every day. Get me to work, get me back because I didn't have a car at the time. (laughs) There are those who will tell you that you should be defined forever by a mistake. I'm here to tell you, do not believe them. God's grace and mercy is sufficient. Duty honor, country. I take those words very seriously, as I know many of you do. We have some great veterans here that serve in this, in this body. You also may not know I was a former naval officer. Often think about the sacrifices that those in uniform make every day in foreign lands and in hostile situations. They raise their right hand and they take an oath to put themselves in harm's way. And their families many times don't know not only where they are, but when they'll return. And we speak now. As we speak right now, there are men and women who are standing watch all over this nation. Please, as you serve, do not forget them. Do not forget them. The decisions that we make here are going to make sure that they come back to a country that has freedom and democracy, for which they fight for overseas. Do not forget them. Now, now, now enough about me, let's talk about us. We, now so y'all know this, y'all know the Senate's Democrat last session and the House was Republican. So everything that we got done last year it was bipartisan. Oh my God, <laughs> it works. We can do it again. And y'all know, because I've been in a couple of fights, Leader Gilbert, we know how to count. We're in a 51-49 body, right? So if we want to get anything done, we're going to have to get it done together. we got a Republican governor, 51 over here, 49 over here, 21 and 19 over there. Can't get much closer. Got to be able to count. Got to be able to get some things done. Y'all who have been here for a while probably know this, but 80% of the things we vote for, they uncontested. It's boring. Hit the button because it's uncontested. It's all good ideas. Newsflash. Every great idea ain't on the Democratic side and every great idea ain't on the Republican side. Great ideas come together. Sometimes they start out as a bad idea, become a great idea. And we fix them and we do it together. So I'm looking forward to working with everybody to continue that, that journey. This is what I promise as speaker. I will allow debate. I will try to promote civility. No matter how invested we all are in the outcome no matter how vociferous it may become. And sometimes we all get emotionally attached to some stuff. And that's good. That's why we were elected, because we care. That's why we were elected. So I would just not be the Speaker of the Democrats, and I will not just be the opponent of the Republicans, but I will be the Speaker of the House of the Commonwealth of Virginia. Thank you.
2: And there we go. That's episode 28 of the Black Virginia News podcast. I'm Lauren Burke. Thank you for all of our subscribers and all of our readers. We really appreciate it. And we will be back soon with more to come. There's a lot to say, uh, not just in Richmond, but all around the Commonwealth. Thanks for listening.
0: Follow Black Virginia News on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash Black Virginia News and on TikTok and Twitter at Black Virginia News. Send comments and tips to Black news at gmail.com. Subscribe to Black Virginia News at BlackVirginianews.substack.com.